sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on SportsGrid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Hi, kids. We're off to the races. Glad to be with you from Las Vegas, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, follow me on Twitter at Brian Blessing. Follow the man, Stevie. Stevie Slap, what are you laughing about? The man. I called you the man. <clears throat> I won't say dude. No. no. <laughs> Actually, I think I would prefer dude. No one has ever called me the man. Not, not, You're not the man e- in my world. I don't know that that makes it better. <laughs> it's not about you. It's about me. No, it's about me. <laughs> it really is about me. Follow him on Twitter. It's Stevie Slapshot. Uh, today, Vinny Maliulo is going to check in, talk about the NCAA tournament. That's going to be good fun. Our buddy Adam Burke from ATS.io is going to join us. And in hour number two, hey, it's a Tony Tuesday. Tony Neville from Treasure Island is going to check in. Rest of the week, Stevie, it's a bonus for you. I'm gone. Yeah, and you're welcome to come, but you know you you were on the board. And yeah, I got on the board. Yeah, that's your excuse. Uh, we'll be at Sunset Station on Wednesday. Cam Stewart's going to join us on Wednesday. Chuck Esposito will be out there. Uh, the STN mobile app sign up bonus up to five hundred dollars, and then Thursday and Friday talked to Oscar Goodman this morning. Oscar's all good to go. Coming Thursday over to the Superbook at the Westgate. Uh, we will be there with you Thursday and Friday. Friday the games will be. Actually being played while we're on the air, we get the first four. Is that what they call them now? The first four? I believe so. Wasn't that the stupidest damn thing when they had the, they call that the first round? So the second round was like all these teams playing their first game. That made no sense. Correct. They finally got that corrected. It, it made no sense. I'm still not sure it makes sense. Just pick 64. In fact, if you want to, go ahead and make it 128. No, Seriously. Just, just make it 128. Like, like no one's going to watch, right? People would watch. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for college football being the final eight. Yes. I think four is light. I do, too. I mean, we've talked about this forever today. Could you imagine? You get all these, the Meineke toilet bowl or whatever, <laughs> all these, you know, you know, all these goofball bowls. That would be a toilet. 64 is too much. What if you went 16? But then the Independence Bowl is actually a game that matters. It's a great matchup, and it's survive in advance. Yeah. Instead of all these whack-a-mole bowls. I agree. Make, make, make those bowls matter. I'm all for it. You get, you, you get more view. I, what, what's this thing all about, Brian? The, the bottom line is the dollar bill, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to make more money. If, if you make those games count, right? You, you'll have more viewers. You'll have more people in the stands at those games. You're, you'll be able to sell the tickets at a higher price. You'll be able to charge more for the advertising. There's money to be made, Brian. No doubt about it. Speaking of money, the Patriots are spending money. How about this one-two punch now? Jonu Smith mm-hmm. and Hunter Henry. All you need is a quarterback. All you need is a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> My, no, I mean, the, this is so not Belichick. 
diving into free agency, the losing the compensatory picks. But that was easy to do when you had Tom Brady. Correct. That's a different situation now. Now, surround him with a lot better players. Cam Newton certainly, anybody would play better. I just, I go back to Cam Newton and okay, when, so- when you watch him, he shot puts the ball. I mean, it's to me, it's his accuracy. He's a he's a physical specimen, right? He's tough to bring down. He's mobile. He's just not accurate. Look what Belichick's doing. He's beefing up the defense, right? How do you think? The, how do you think they're going to play this year? Cam, don't turn the football over. Yeah. Do not turn it over. All right. So and it's going to be guys coming back on defense who opted out. It's going to be short passes. It's going to be running game. It, you know, end arounds, screen passes. He's not going to be taking shots downfield. Belichick's not going to allow that now. He's beefing up the defense. We're going to play low-scoring games. We're going to win them. It is funny, though, isn't it? I don't know if funny is the word. Ironic, maybe. I mean, listen, they have their run. It's incredible. And it's not that you poke holes at them. But it's ironic that, to a degree, the Patriots have been relegated to one of 32. They're not the hunted anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're doing what other teams have been trying to do to catch up to them. They've been able to cycle through and keep... I mean, my God, Stevie, you go back to Detroit Brown was playing on both sides of the football and they're winning Super Bowls, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's remarkable. Yeah. So from a betting perspective now, I'm looking to play New England under to start the season. Well, you know, the, the, the first few games, see how they play, but, but I'm looking to play New England under... In those few, first few games, do you believe they're honestly in that division now? It's one year of it was trending the right way. The Bills kept their core together. They won in free agency by not losing their guys. They're not going to probably get much of anything, but it's crazy to see the Patriots chasing someone else. Is, is that sustainable for the Bills for the long haul? Was it a one-off? I think it. I mean, you got the quarterback. Yes. You got a quarterback and a culture, a new culture. It, and the belief that the, they've, the, they've, they've exercised the demons with the Patriots. It's quarterback lead. They've got a good quarterback, and they've got a good head coach. And a good GM. And they don't sleep on what Brandon Bean did. He was executive leader. All right. Coming back with Vinny Maliulo. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Glad to be with you. Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Working hard 24 hours a day to give you your USRDA of the winning edge. Everything a growing boy needs. Sit up straight. Get it right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. All right, back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We got a phone thing happening. We're working on getting Vinny Maliulo on board, so that'll be good fun. 
of the NCAA tournaments coming up, Stevie. This is going to be a fun, fun event. I think there's some serious things you got to take into account that are different. The lack of fans mm -hmm. and the atmosphere in that building, the dogs get a push from the fans. I think that's a big thing. I, I, I think it's huge. I think it's huge. And then, you know, these guys cooped up in their in their rooms too in Indianapolis. So it's you're either in your room or you're on the court warming up. That that that's it. Those are the only two places you get to go. And the, the, these are college kids, right? That are full of energy. That that's going to be very tough for these kids to deal with. And and we're going to get some some odd play, some odd results, I think. Because this is a situation these guys have never been in before, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this goes down. And I, this is this is a tough handicap, and I, I'm going to be interested. We're going to talk to Tony Neville today, uh, Adam Burke. You know how you handicap this? How if you're a sportsbook director, how you make numbers for these games? This is this is a situation we have never been in before. So I, I, I don't, you know, your, your power rankings are your power rankings, and, and, and you kind of go with that if you're a handicapper or a sportsbook director, and you, and you make the numbers, and, and you make your wagers accordingly. But, but there are some other factors involved here that we've never dealt with before. So I, I, I don't envy the guys that have to put up the numbers in the books. And, uh, and for myself, I, I'm probably not going to do a whole lot of wagering on this tournament because I, I just don't know, you know, how, how these teams are going to perform. But by, by the way, uh, in the NIT tomorrow, uh, just because this is kind of what I do, uh, Richmond has a couple of significant injuries. They're playing Toledo uh, tomorrow in the NIT. Um, Blake Francis has a hip injury. He's a game-time decision. He's Richmond's best player. And then uh, Grant Golden has a broken finger. Uh, they are also calling him a game-time decision. I'm leaning toward Grant Golden not being available tomorrow. It's, it's a broken finger. He's, he's had a lot of trouble with it. I don't think he goes tomorrow. And, and again, Blake Francis, a game-time decision for Richmond against Toledo. All right. In the we have officially gotten the soup cans and the string okay. to work. Okay. All right. All Chris right. Pavone, our producer, hard work in on the East Coast for us. Vinny Maliul is our dear friend at VCN Vinny on Twitter. Are you ready for the NCAA tournament, my good friend? I am, boys. How about uh, about you? It's here. We uh, we didn't have it last year, but happy to say it's back. And in Vegas, Van, up to fifty percent now capacity. Yeah. We'll get some atmosphere in all these books, so it'll be fun. Listen, I'm uh, I just uh, stuck some tinfoil on my uh, on the phone here, so hopefully that'll work. <laughs> no, it's going to help. Hey, you'd be a hit at Area Fifty One. I'm ready. I'm ready, yeah. But, uh, no, guys, you know, getting back to the tournament, the fact that we didn't have it last year, you look at last weekend, uh, the response to the, the conference tournaments and everything leading up to uh, the selections and everything on the, on Sunday afternoon. And then the response at the betting window. So um, Sunday afternoon at South Point, uh, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, Rich Bachelary, myself put the numbers together. So, I think the fact that the people are uh, now getting out and we we're up to 50%, as you mentioned, I think the response is going to be great, not only by the locals, but also, let's face it, guys, I think you know you, you can tell there's going to be a, an uptick in activity both at McCarran Airport uh, as well as folks driving here 
from uh, from our neighboring states of California, Arizona, and Utah. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a great weekend. Vinny, what was the conversation with guys like Chris Anders and Richie Bachelary? You're making the numbers. We we used to do the Line Makers TV show uh, on Velocity years back. In the one year we were all together and making those numbers. These are for the most part, right? I mean, true neutral courts. What was the difference? Was difference making the numbers not being able to take in the pod, the region, and the fans, and taking that into the equation? Well, I think if you, if there's any advantage, maybe some of the Big Ten schools who've who participated in some of those venues, maybe not in the first round, but a little bit more familiarity with sight lines and things like that. I think there'll be limited fans. Uh, Brian, but there, you know, there's no home court advantage. I mean, it's it's always neutral. Uh, but years in years past, you had teams like Carolina and Duke that really didn't have to travel, right? But they still had uh, significant followings. Let's say Duke went up to the Meadowlands, right? Let's you know, Duke they they drew very well and they had a, a big a great response there. Um, no real advantage except maybe for sight lines and a little bit of familiarity uh, based on. Uh, haven't had some games there earlier. Nothing, you know. It's it's truly a neutral court uh, situation, and you know the biggest issue is you know is just the COVID situation. You have teams that can't practice as a full squad right now. Virginia being one of them, right? Uh, Kansas, another another one uh, that comes to mind. So I think that that entered into the equation, and in the Virginia game. You know, then that, that I think that that's one of the you know probably the biggest reasons so far uh, for uh, for the move in, in that game where it moved uh, several points, and I think it was just as a matter of just early reaction to it. But I do think that uh, when the general public gets involved with these games, that you're going to see uh, money come in uh, on the other side. Over at the Superbook at the Westgate, we'll endeavor to get Vinny back on the line here. Another segment with Vinny Maliula. Uh, we'll be over there with Jay Cornegay, who does an amazing job. Oscar Goodman's coming by, and we're expecting a raucous atmosphere. Thursday, we'll do a big preview for you uh, to get ready for the tournament itself. The first four games will be uh, well. We'll lead up to the first four games. In fact, there'll be uh, there'll be games on while we're there for Correct. that. And then Friday's just going to be a raucous atmosphere, and all kinds of great fun. Getting out and about. We'll dive into the NCAA tournament. We got golf this week, NASCAR, NFL free agency, by the way, Steve. We'll be talking about the Patriots in the first segment. Wednesday's going to be a big day, and there's going to be a lot of interesting dynamics, even from a futures perspective. Potentially, just look what the Patriots have done. The hit they probably are taking. Uh, we'll dive into that. We're coming back. We'll get things sorted out. Glad you're with us. Vegas Sportsbook Radio on the Sportsbook Radio Network. Series Channel 204. Don't go anywhere. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I, I love the colorful clothes you wear and the way the sun lights on our producers trying to change our luck. Good vibrations. We're back on the beam. We got it all sorted out. Vegas Sports Radio. Brian Wilson, Steven Slapshot. Vinny Malayulu, our dear friend, is kind enough to join us. And Vinny, with 
LVDC takes care of the horse players with paramutual wagering in the state of Nevada. So many other great projects he's involved with. And with Gone Gaming, who are involved with our friends over at Oasis, 4955 South Decatur. I just say, if you're coming into Vegas and we're telling you, hey, come on by the Superbook. I'd love to see you. Come say hi. Come catch some of the games there. You want to go out, you want some wings, pizza, beer, have a good time, go where the locals go. You will love Oasis. This place is awesome. Uh, it's at the corner of uh, De- uh, Decatur and Tropicana. If you're coming from the Strip, literally, it's a block by the Orleans. Turn left, and it's right there. So yeah. if you're coming in from out of town, you'll love it. it. You'll have a ball. Go where the locals go. And, Vinny, you got the big cashback drawing tonight. 5000 bucks a month you give back to the players who play the machines at the bar. Yeah, five. Uh, 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 there's ten $500 drawings tonight, Brian, of course, uh, Always very popular. Um, you know, every uh, every month we, we do it mid-month. Uh, moved it to Tuesday this week at tomorrow. Uh, another big night. St. Paddy's is always a, a big, big day here in Las Vegas. And then, of course, the uh, the tournament starts Thursday, uh, which will be, you know, we'll have a, a good crowd in there for it as well. And I say Thursday because that's the, the play-in games, and you've got uh, a couple of NIT games going on Thursday, too. So while... You know, the, the tournament bumped everything by a day this year, so it's going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, I think we're still going to get a, a great response to to Thursday because folks are going to be arriving, and you know, those four play-in games are all one day. Uh, you got Norfolk State, App State, uh, with App State opening as a one-point favorite. Drake, Wichita State, uh, the Shockers, a two uh, Mount St. Mary's, Texas Southern, going back and forth between both teams being favored by a bucket or uh, right around one to two. And then the game uh, that I think is going to be bet as much as any game this uh, these first few days, yeah. a play-in game uh, for between UCLA and Michigan State. Game open pick, and I think there's threes out there on uh, – uh, uh, on the Spartans now, two and a halves and threes. But the thing about it is that that game is positioned. It's like a seven o'clock game. Uh, so given its position on the rotation, uh, I, I got to tell you that game is going to be a bet as much as any game uh, that we're going to see, not only on Thursday but on Friday as well. Vinny, yeah, I was going to. Do you think they'll tie that game into the Friday Saturday games? Oh, there's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, especially depending on how folks did. You know, Brian. That's always the last game is always the get out game or the gravy game, and so I, I don't see I don't see any reason. But you got two blue bloods, right? You know, the storylines in it. They're they're uh, they're they're playing just to get into the uh, in the field of sixty four. And then, you know, when you take into consideration that some other blue bloods, uh, you know, like uh, Kentucky and Duke aren't even in the tournament this year, right? Louisville. I mean, Louisville's a, an alternate. Uh, it's you, you're saying, wow, this is you know, but it's a sign of the times. But it's it's not going to take away from uh, from the betting action uh, on on this tournament because there's other teams that got in there and other teams that uh, folks are going to back and so you, you know, know like Vinny, some dogs. But I just got to tell you, sometimes not all the time, but a lot of the times, the number I look at it. Sometimes you just look at it. It's like the numbers telling you something, or the odds makers are trying to tell you something. We know Izzo's track record. He doesn't care if he beats Duke in the beginning of the season. He's about peaking at the end. And they made the push and they got back in position, but then they looked awful. But they salvaged yeah. their season, and got a split with Michigan, so they kind of they found their way in. But man, this is a really inconsistent bunch. 
And the fact that, okay, I think there's a perception, Izzo, NCAA tournament, Big Ten, and I think the odds makers maybe are trying to tell you UCLA's the side here. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how it all pans out. But I'm just telling you to bet. So I, I really, you know, you, you decide <laughs> on what the side is. Um, you know, but I think when you look at, you look at, you, you brought up some good points about Michigan. So Michigan State's, you know, they, let's remember this. They beat Illinois, they beat Michigan, and they beat Ohio State this year. But they were up and down, and they were, you know, typically they're always uh, in, in, in tournament form at this time of year. You're right. But uh, they just couldn't find their groove this year. Um, but it's also, remember this. You know, a month ago we were talking, and I said, Brian, just like in, in, in college football, you rate, you rate conferences, right, as well as teams. A month ago the Big 12 was, was the best conference. Well, but it was close, and the Big 10 gained, and now I've got the Big 10 slightly ahead of the Big 12. So when you put the conference aspect into it, where every game, uh, you know, in, in those two conferences in particular, the Big 10 and the Big 12, were such, you know, knockdown drag-out events yeah, they had some rivalry games in the Pac-12 and things like that, but uh, I don't think you could compare the strength of schedule between UCLA and Michigan State. And I think that's a, a, a part of the reason why uh, the public, uh, or not, not so much the public so far, uh, but I think, uh, you know, because the folks that have bet these games so far, uh, these are these are more seasoned betters and, some, and a lot of professionals. The game goes from pick up to two, two and a half. Well, you you know that now the public will get involved probably with with both sides there. Uh, we'll find a threshold to get some buyback on UCLA. But again, like I said, it'll be a, a tremendously bet game, and that's going to be fun to book it. You know, Vinny, I'm taking a look at Big Brother there. I'm, I'm taking a look at Michigan, not not so much for the team, but John Beeline, a tournament tested coach. You know, at West Virginia, now at Michigan. No, yeah. Bill, there, Vinny, Michigan with the injury to livers. That's a big deal, right? I mean, how much, how badly will that hurt him? Yeah, well, I, I think it does hurt him quite a bit. I mean, you know, it's, it's one thing in the in the case of Virginia uh, to have some positive tests. Uh, you don't know the, the the extent of the the illness, but uh, what you what you have is it's just the biggest thing is you know that they can't practice. But, but Isaiah Livers is a, is a big loss. Uh, for Michigan, and uh, I think you got you got a situation where, you know, you look at that and you say, how you know, can they win it without? I don't think they can win it without them. I mean, they earned the number one seed there, uh, and so you know they're going to get, uh, you know, they're waiting to see who they're going to play. They can get through the first couple of games, but in order to win it, uh, they're and, and you know to go to the Final Four, they're going to need uh, they're going to need livers. But it, it's I don't see him playing definitely in the first couple of games. Yeah, you wonder if they can get through this first weekend if he can be back. I'm not so sure. Even if he does, he's not going to be 100%. So injuries are going to play a big part in it. Same thing, you know, Gillespie being out for Villanova is is a a significant injury. Uh, Kansas dealing with COVID issues. They can can survive. But the injuries uh, are really concerning for some of the teams uh, that we're, we're talking about, livers in particular. Vinny, you're a futures guru in all sports. And I'm just curious, you know, sometimes does the futures market, and it's different at every property, but can the futures tell you something? Like I'm sitting here going, of the, of the Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, SEC, the ACC was down, but I'm more skeptical of the SEC maybe the, of the others. But I sit here and look at Houston as a two seed, is 12 to one. But then you get Bama uh, at 20 to one and Ohio State at 20 to one. 
Can the futures point you in the right direction? Well, it depends on where you sit. I think, Brian, where 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 do you sit going in? Do you have future tickets now? Right. Uh, I mean, I think that's that's something that you got to take into consideration. Um, you know, you mentioned you know teams like Arkansas and Alabama. They're not they're not secrets anymore, and you, you probably got some better prices earlier on. Um, I, I think if, if if you look at for futures now, fill out your bracket, and then you know who do you have going through. And if there's a longer shot in there or a middle seed in there, then maybe that's something that uh, that you, you take a look at, right? I mean, uh, let's face it, Texas. You know, Texas. I know there. Were, I know there were three seed, but they're, you know they're they're playing well, battle tested in their conference. Uh, and and when you look at a team like Texas at twenty five to one, just you know, there's there's a lot of respected opinions that think that they can get to the final four. So you just want to try to get to the final four. Uh, and balance out and see where you stand with your uh, initial future tickets. But I'd say this, uh, Gonzaga probably of the number one seeds, I'm not going to say they have the easiest route, but they've got, a, 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 a I would say, uh, a, a more friendly route than the, than the other number one seeds uh, like Baylor, Illinois, and Michigan. And uh, Illinois is playing as good as anybody right now. Very dangerous team. No doubt. Vinny Malula is kind enough to join us, and I, you know we're talking about the NCAA tournament, and you just you look at the dynamics here. I think we may be sitting on Vin. It'll be fun if it gets that far. You could get an Illinois Ohio State rematch of just an incredible basketball game we just saw. It's fun on, on the way in. And the one thing I would say to you, buddy, you got to play your angles in all walks of life. And it just dawned on me, there's probably never a better day. Every day is a good day, but there's probably never a better day to go to Oasis than the night. That they're doing the five hundred dollar ten five hundred dollar drawings, people are buying drinks for everybody. Why not? You should, right? I mean, it's uh, you know. By the by the way, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I just keep going in and putting everything on your tab, uh, blessing. So I hope uh, you know. <laughs> I, hope, I hope when you, I hope you, you benefit by one of those drawings. Now it's uh, it's this is a this is a great week, and when St. Patrick's Day by is uh, is oh, part of March Madness. Oh my goodness, you know. And again, people are getting out. People want to get out and socialize and uh, and God. mingle. You know, vaccine is uh, is is available for those who want it. Uh, listen, I mean, we still got to be careful and responsible, no doubt about it. But uh, we're starting to see light uh, here uh, at the end of the tunnel. So good news. That's, Much better than is, uh, a situation than a year ago. It's great news. It's always great news when we get a chance to chat with you, Vinny. Best of luck in the NCAA tournament, buddy. We'll talk next week. Take care. Same to you, Stevie, and all the uh, listeners. Take care, boys. Our pal Vinny Maliula. We're coming back to Vegas in a moment. Keep right here. Serious Channel 2. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on SportsGrid Radio. Sirius XM Channel 204. Back with you from Vegas, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Ready to rock and roll with our buddy Adam Burke, ATS.io. We are having ourselves a Vegas Sportsbook Radio Day, technically. Sunspots? Sunspots, I wonder. 
It's, it's still it's still windy down here in Vegas. It's more than, windy, more than like. but that could be part of the problem. So windy and sunspots. What else? Thermal nuclear something. <laughs> you know, sunspots are the weirdest thing. Keeneland Racetrack, right, when they used to run at Keeneland, there was a time, I think it's in the spring, and every day the first race, it's like, boop, there goes a the signal, sunspots. It's only like a couple days a year, but it's always, it always seemed to happen around March. Yeah, <laughs> spring. You know, the spring made of Keeneland. It seemed to have. I'm All right. Just thinking, we're in the spring when All you right. started. It. So apparently, we're good to go. We lost Adam. Okay. All right. We're having, we're having issues today. All right. Do you want me to be a tripod? You are. No, you're an anvil. <laughs> I, I'm swimming with a bowling ball wrapped around me. Uh, the golf this week. Tough act to follow. Yeah. After last week at the Players Championship. I can't believe it. I know I've been telling anybody who listen. I'm not my golfing buddy says, Daniel Berger's gonna win the Honda Classic. Well, the odds makers are no dummies. He's eleven to one. He's right. the favorite. You can't play him at eleven to one. That's the in-game aspect of it. You hope he falls four or five behind, and on Friday night you get him at fifteen or twenty. Correct. Yeah. No, he and he, he did he did play well at the players, so uh and the guy, the guy is just always up there, so it's so it's not a surprise um, that that he's the favorite this week. I, I expect he'll play well. Hey, in hour number two, we'll have Tony Neville join us from uh, Treasure Island over at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Looking forward to that hour. Tony is exceptional with his college basketball power rankings. He had Abilene Christian. You you like you keep bringing that up. I well, know you're gonna, he had you're, him. Well, you're going to ask him about him. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see what they can do. It. Um, who, who who were we talking with yesterday? I asked, and oh, it was Mike Lewis from the uh, from the Sun Coast, and said, "Well, they got in. He thinks they'll 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 be one and done, but they got in." Um, I, uh, Tony knows his basketball. The, 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 that'll that'll be fun uh, discussion with him, and uh, and the NCAA tournament. You know, on, in hockey, Stevie, last night, I'd say Vegas has bucked a couple of trends. Yes, One winning the last game of a long road trip, mm-hmm. which has been a nightmare for teams. Yeah. And then winning the first game back home yeah. from a long road trip. Although they didn't play well. They didn't play well. They were well. asleep at the switch in the first period. Right. The second period was good. The third period, not so good. And then San Jose is just not good. So so they, they caught a break their first game home in, in playing a bad team. But they play Vegas hard. They, 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 yeah, but they didn't. They didn't play well last night. But both goaltenders were fantastic last and night. And Flurry, with the coming out on a breakaway on Kane on the poke yeah. check, I had to ask him after the game because I'm telling you, I've only. I used to watch Dominic Hasek. Right. He would do that a dozen to fifteen times a year. I've seen Dominic Hasek come out to the blue line. Yeah. He was insane. Yeah. Flurry's the only guy in the league that does it now. Yeah. And he only does it a handful of times a year. But I asked Flurry, I said, you were starting your career when Hashix was fading. Was, was there a moment? Was it a guy like that? Or was there a time in juniors or whenever when you put that in your toolbox? And he said, oh, no, I saw Hashik do that. But no, he said, I started doing that when I was a kid. But 
what do we say? He's an entertainer. Not only is he stopping the puck, he is fun to watch. He's not some big guy that just is in the crease and the puck hits him. It, it, that is true. And and on the other end, and last night, uh, Devin Dubnik was very entertaining. A couple of, you know, Hashik-esque double pad, uh, you know, stack the pads. Uh, uh, again. In fact, had Marcheseau talking to himself and, and talking to Dubnik. He robbed Marcheseau a couple of times. Potentially. It didn't happen. It could have been. We had the save of the year in the NHL last year. Remember against the Leafs when he dove? Yes. And caught. Right. Potentially. The save of the year was there last night, and he didn't have to make it. The final shot by Kane with about two seconds to go. Mm-hmm. Kane fanned on it, and it was an, and Flurry was down and out, and the it just bounced to him, and he covered it. But if Kane had snapped that shot, Flurry was kind of scrambling and out of position. He was doing the Hashik rollover with the upside down stacked pads. And he, he might have got it. It would have been something else. Who was it for San Jose that had that first breakaway in the first period? Was it Meyer? And, and, yeah, I think it was Meyer. And and Fleury stayed on his skates and just snatched it. I, I thought that was absolutely fantastic. He didn't have all the flair, but I thought that, that that was just a great save. Hey, you remember that Kevlar vest and asbestos suit I got you for Christmas? Yes. Put it on. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Adam Burke, ATS.io. Let's see if Adam's hanging out with us. Adam, you there, buddy? I hope so. There you are. All right, Bal. Hey, give me your overview on the NCAA tournament. Why don't you give us your broad brush strokes at it, maybe just the overview. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of interesting things here with a couple of number one seeds from the Big Ten. And, you know, I think the biggest story, and a lot of people have covered this already, is that Gonzaga is set up very nicely. I mean, their draw is exceptional in that West region. You can find spots for all the other number one seeds to be vulnerable, but I don't really see too many of them for Gonzaga, if any at all, all the way on the path to the Final Four. So that was one of the big things that stood out to me is that you know Gonzaga, the best team in the country, and they get the best draw, and you know, they, they kind of deserve it. And I mean, they have no excuses this year not to win at all. What do you make of the conferences per se, Adam? Just generally speaking. Big 10 with nine, Big 12 with seven, ACC with seven, SEC with six. Who do you think's the power broker? Who do you think's phony? Well, you know, it was it was not a good year for the ACC. I mean, it was a very down year, and we can see that with the fact that a team like Duke's not even in the NCAA tournament here with the fact that so many people are criticizing the selection of Syracuse to be an 11, not only an 11, but a team that doesn't have to play in one of the play-in games as an 11, I, I don't think Syracuse really deserves to be in. But that being said, Bayheim's had some very good runs once he's gotten there. You know, obviously people are picking on Virginia in that 13-4 game because Virginia, with the COVID issues that they're concerned about, I think Wisconsin is an underseeded nine. So I think North Carolina is you know definitely in trouble in that game. Virginia Tech, not a lot of people high on them as a 10 seed. I think the ACC could be very, very disappointing here, although – Maybe disappointing is not the right word because they had such an underwhelming regular season anyway. I hate to do it to you, but it's like you, you always ask, who's your final four? Well, I got Gonzaga from the West. That's I have Gonzaga and Illinois in the final. So Gonzaga from the West, Illinois from the Midwest here. From the East, I like Alabama. I think that Michigan is a very vulnerable number one seed. I think they could lose in the second round to LSU. I think they lose in the Sweet 16 to Florida State if they make it that far. 
And then up in the south, the, the south region is very, very challenging here, I think. I think Baylor should get there. I think Baylor is the best team in that south region. I don't think Ohio State can do it after the big run in the Big Ten tournament last week. And they had some problems defending the perimeter, so that would concern me for the Buckeyes. So I guess Gonzaga and Baylor from the top. It's Alabama and Illinois from the bottom. And I think Gonzaga beats Illinois uh, for the national championship. Yeah, no, I like Illinois. I like Gonzaga. The the Michigan is a sketchy deal for me, and I'm trying to dive through there to figure out, you know, who's going to be the one that can actually come out of there. That one's a little dicier. I, I'm a big fan of Nate Oates in Alabama. The one I'm telling you that's interesting, it's a 6-11 game, and, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe they get beat, but if, if Texas Tech gets going and gets some momentum – don't sleep on Texas Tech. Beard is a really good coach. Texas Tech is a six seed is interesting to me. Yeah, you know, the, the thing that I don't really like for Texas Tech is they've got a very hard first game against a strong Utah State team. A Utah State team that's very well coached by Craig Smith. And, and that's the thing. I mean, Beard has taken this Texas Tech team on some runs here in the NCAA tournament. So I can certainly understand and appreciate that point of view. Muscleman and Arkansas is a tough game in the second round if they wind up getting there. If they get through their first two games, though, I do think Texas Tech is capable of beating Ohio State and you know, it will probably be a Sweet 16 matchup. So I do think that that's a spot where Texas Tech can have some success, get to a game against probably Baylor, a team they know very, very well. There is a path for Texas Tech. I just think their first two games are going to be really challenging. And if they survive those, get a few days off before playing probably Ohio State, then I think that you know they could be a team that, that does wind up going forward and, and possibly being a surprise Final Four team. NFL free agency is coming, pal. That's going to be an interesting dynamic, and we've seen the Patriots spending a lot of money and getting some quality players, and we'll see what happens around the league tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think there's been a lot of good things done by the Patriots as they – uh, you know, have one off year and then try to chase down the Bills here going forward. I like what the Browns have done. I mean, they haven't been super active, but they solved their biggest position of need getting uh, John Johnson. I think that's a really, really strong signing for them. And the importance of safeties in the NFL just so magnified now with all these tight ends that are impossible to cover, all these burners that you have to help with double coverage. And the Browns got shredded by tight ends and, you know, had some issues with tackling and, and things of that sort. So, Mike Johnson's a really good fit for them. I like Tennessee getting Bud Dupree. You know, I think that that's something that they were kind of lacking a little bit was that pass rusher. They kind of got, you know, sort of pressure by committee, but they needed that pass rusher guy, and I think Dupree should be a pretty good piece for them. And like we talked about earlier, I mean, it's all the AFC teams that have been very, very active so far. I think Corey Lindsley's a really good signing for, uh, for the Chargers to help protect Justin Herbert. That's a strong move by them. So the NFC teams are, are either just kind of holding pat or just, you know, retaining their own guys with franchise tags and all of that. It's it's really an arms race in the AFC so far. Yeah, no, the Jags, by the way, uh, they pick up Shaquille Griffin, three-year deal, about $44 bucks. So they got good young corners, and we'll see what happens when Trevor Lawrence gets there. But I think your point, Adam, we got about 30 seconds. But cornerbacks are important. Because the tight ends are so good in this league, you can be—it's not, not safety so much. You might some of these matchups, you got to throw a corner on a tight end. 
Yeah, I think these defensive coordinators are going to have to get really, really creative going forward. I mean, another tight end coming out of the draft in Kyle Pitts, who's going to be an absolute matchup nightmare. Defensive coordinators have their hands full, that's for sure. Adam Burke, uh, we appreciate you taking time to join us. We invite you to check out ATS.io, Adam's podcast, great information. And I got some videos there for you as well. Adam, we'll chat next week, pal. Enjoy the tournament. Thanks. Absolutely. Take care, guys. All right, we're coming right back to Vegas in a moment. Series Channel 2.0. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, we're back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Hour number two, Tony Neville is going to join us. Right now, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Time for the injury report. It's brought to you by Uzu CBD Plus. Y-U-Z-U CBD Plus featuring gummies, delicious chocolates, capsules, and lotions. And you can take care of pain management the all-natural way. Use the promo code BLESSING. 10% off your first order. Free shipping on orders of $100 or more. What do you got? We'll start in the NBA. Bam out of bio. Knee. <laughs> Is he nauseous? <laughs> he, he, we had him questionable yesterday. He's been upgraded to probable. He will play tonight. Uh, for Sacramento, Marvin Bagley. Fractured. It's lunchtime out here. <laughs> Not anymore. Fractured his hand and is out indefinitely. Fractured his hand in last night's game. We'll move to the uh, college basketball where tomorrow for Richmond, Blake Francis, Kip, and Grant Golden with a broken finger are both listed as game time decisions against Toledo in the NIT tomorrow. Uh, sources tell me that Grant Golden will probably not go, but that Francis is that game time decision. And then we move to the NHL right here in town for the VGK. They're a mash unit now. Alex Tuck did not play the third period last night. No news on what the injury is or what his status is. So we'll go with undisclosed questionable for Wednesday's game against San Jose. Chandler Stevenson. Undisclosed, did not play last night. He'll be questionable for Wednesday. And then Robin Leonard, upper body, is on long-term IR, but he's been practicing. It's possible he could play on Wednesday. And we shall see. Chris Pavona, our producer, tough as nails, hanging in there this first hour. Thanks. Hour number two, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Coming back in a moment, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Tony Neville from TI is going to join. 